Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy Big Tasty, joined once again by Jay. You're back. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're on Jack's radio, we've got played in with a lovely bit of Coheed and Cambria. And if you're not listening to us on Jack's radio, you should listen to us on Jack's radio because, as well as all this quality wrestling content, you also get it's a very, um, very eclectic mix of music this week. I'm, I'm going, I'm going deep into the box this week. So it's. Uh, I'm looking at the breakdown and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Tasty's having a bit of a strange year. <laughs> I put it together at like 11 o'clock last night and my brain was in the right place. So it's, it's gone a bit west. Um, yeah, it's been a big week in wrestling news, Jay. How are you, how are you doing, man? How have you been? Um, yeah, not bad. I'm just about recovered from Newcastle versus Man City yesterday. There was um, a very real danger that if City had held on and won, this podcast would not be happening because you'd still be like somewhere. If, New, if Newcastle had kept that 3-1, I would probably have still been out, yes. That <laughs> you probably wouldn't have to buy many drinks either, to be fair. No, that is also true. But yeah, um, I am, I'm good. We're going to talk about some wrestling. Speaking of un- untoppable behemoths powered by Saudi blood money, it's time for some WWE news and recaps. Wow. <laughs> what a segue that was, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Right. Surely would have fucking gone careful if he was here for this. <laughs> um, I mean, there's only one real big story to talk about this week. It's the one we're going to start with and pretty much focus the entirety of, of this news section on. And that mm-hmm. is um, the sort of s- somewhat inevitable but still very sad news that WWE. So instead of Seamus there, um, have confirmed that NXT UK will go on hiatus this week uh, ahead of a planned launch of an NXT Europe in sometime in 2023. Uh, as a result of this, numerous NXT UK stars have been released by the promotion uh, as time of recording, because you know the situation is constantly evolving even now. Uh, the list currently includes Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews, Danny Luna, so that's all of subculture, uh, Wild Boar, Primate, Jack Stars, Dave Mastiff, Ashton Smith, Kenny Williams, Amiya Jordan, it just goes on this, doesn't it? Amiya Jordan, Rohan Raja, Teoman, Saxon Huxley, Shah Samuels, Noam Dar, Sam Gradwell, Trent Seven, Sid Scala, Eddie Dennis, T-Bone, Amale, Millie McKenzie, Nina Samuels, Zaya Brookside, Eliza Alexander, and ring announcer Kirsty Bosley. Like, that is pretty much everybody, isn't it, really? Yeah, um, the only people I can really notably think of that weren't champions were uh, Charlie Dempsey, um, Stevie Turner was another one, and... Rampage Brown. Rampage Brown, uh, Ginny. Ginny, yeah. So, yeah, um... Yeah, this really 
really kind of come out of the left field. It, they they cancelled the TV tapings about two weeks ago, um, and it was it was that was kind of like, oh yeah, it's because of the football. And then I, there was sort of like the sort the um the general feeling it was like, well that ain't good. Yeah, it was. It was not a. It wasn't like a writings on the wall situation, but it was sort of like the the first crack showing, wasn't it? In the in the sort of in the wall as it well, started to crumble a little bit. It was like like those cancellations. Everyone was, as you said, everyone was like, "Oh, well, it's because they film in the BT Sports studios and the new season had just started." But this had never been an issue before where they were where they were using the studio. So, yeah, um, it's what's interesting about this is obviously. There was that famous kind of like press conference that Triple H did, where he was like in in a studio with like a, a world map with like all different NXT like logos on, and he, he was talking about global localization. Um, this definitely feels like he's kind of um that back up again after Vince kind of cut his funding on it. Yeah, I remember when like WWE were gonna like buy Noah and turn it into NXT Japan? They, they tried to buy Noah and Stardom and turn it into NXT Japan. Um, they've I don't know if they bought WXW, but they were going to do NXT Germany as well as NXT UK. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a that's a list, isn't it, of people? That's like you could. I mean, it is it it is a, a wrestling promotions worth of of wrestlers. There, you could build two right. divisions out of those people. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if um, any of these return. When I know, like a lot of. Um, a lot of like kind of people were saying, "Oh yeah, the doors open if you want to return for NXT Europe." But obviously, it, it puts WWE kind of like the ball in their court. So then, but no one like, knows so- what NXT Europe is. Is it going to be based in the UK? Is it going to be based in mainland Europe? Is this like a it visa thing? Like is this you know? It sounds like from um, Cultaholic said on like their video, the idea seems like it's going to be. Um, Sort of like a touring brand around Europe. So, so is that even going to have a roster, or is it just going to be like a, a sort of touring indie show? Because can you really get well, fifty people and move them all over Europe? How much is that going to cost? Well, that's it, isn't it? Um, the reason this was the reason this lasted so long, I think, and the reason it was able to continue is because they literally just did it in a warehouse in London, like on the cheap. Well, it was yeah, it was in it was BT Sports Studios. They weren't paying massive deals because I know uh, Artemis, the referee, she said she made more money teaching than she made wrestling, uh, refereeing in WWE on NXT UK. Insane. I I know. I remember um, like the thing that always kind of springs to mind, um, when like developmental deals kind of get mentioned is um, I remember when the Cruiserweight Classic happened and they they offered their. Kota Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. 20 grand a year. <laughs> like, it was like, that's probably like what some, like, they probably make a match. Like, like on Wrestle Kingdom weekend. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. They put that, that fucking tweet out as well. <laughs> Looks like we made the right choice, eh, Kota? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, a bit more information about this then. Um, so, according to a tweet from Shah Samuels, he said he's able to wrestle again from September the twenty third. So sort of indicates there's about a thought of thirty day no compete. That's give or more. take. Forty five. Forty five. Do you reckon from like when they were last maybe used? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I know several talents have been announced for shows already, so Progress have already snapped up Millie McKenzie for the show in Birmingham. Ed, Eddie Dennis is already wrestling. Like, Eddie he, Dennis he is like announced for like this weekend somehow. Uh, maybe he it's showed, just... He's shown up at Red Pro last night. Yeah. Uh, so Eddie Dennis is back in the, in the mix. Um, Your boy Ed, T- uh, uh, TNT. Yeah, TNT. If you're still on Tayman, as we know him, lucky kid in in, um, in TNT. I, I can't wait to see him do horrible things to people in TNT rigs. <laughs> so it is. It is really good. You know, I mean, it sucks that people lost the jobs. It always does, especially in, you know the situation we're in now, where like about twenty grand a year could maybe pay like half your Leckyville. Um mm. Yeah, for a week. <laughs> but it's it's good to see that the one thing that the, the one benefit of this is it's going to be like a massive surge of talent back to the Indies. I just hope that it doesn't lead to some of the talent. I mean, you look at like who people who've established themselves in the last sort of like eighteen months, two years, like people like Gene Money, people like Dan Maloney, people like Darius, right. the O one two one. You know, I hope those people who have pushed themselves to the top of cards can stay in their positions. I I think they will. I think it's kind of like. It's all about balance, isn't it? And I think that a lot of it is going to be a case of, well, first for a start, some of the some of these talents might end up like because they've now bigger names from like the exposure of WWE might get more like overseas bookings anyway. Yeah, and like let let's face let's face it, having having talent where they can go, oh, ex WWE talent is always kind of like a a booster for any indie show. So I think. While a lot of these guys and girls aren't going to be short for wear, I, I do think that it's just going to kind of give us more sort of like dream matches that we wouldn't have had. Yeah, prior. I mean, just just looking down yeah. that list, like yeah. there's at least five names there I want to see pop up in in the in the northwest scene somewhere. Oh yeah, and I, look- I want to. See, I mean, you know, I want to see Dave Master wrestle. Um, oh god, yeah, that's probably going to come with Jack Stars. That's fine. Uh, Millie McKenzie, you'd love to see her go up against either Alexis Falcon or. Uh, Harley Hudson, it was one of the two um, Northwest US champ- uh, women's champions, sorry. Um, no, Dar, I'd love to see him live. Shaw Samuels, obviously, because who else is going to shout East dead loud? Yeah, Trent Seven. Trent Seven, yeah. Kenny Williams, right. I'd love to see him live. Amir Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Primate, Sa- Wild Boar, you know. Get Saxon Huxley doing his Bruiser Brody stuff. Um, yeah, just get Saxon Huxley just be being Bruiser Brody. Have. Um, how Eddie Dennis put the home back together and just rip through the Indies like tag team scene go up against Kings of the North that'd be a bone bear breaker wouldn't it Jesus Christ yeah I, I imagine um, look, looking at uh, looking at some of the names there as well I can as I say I can definitely see some going stateside as well um, one, one thing that we didn't quite touch on is it's insane they've released five Welsh wrestlers there a week before They've released, before. they've released literally all of the Welsh wrestlers who worked in WWE, like, the two weeks before their biggest Welsh show of all time. Like, yeah, I mean, what a missed opportunity that is. Just a, he, he could have literally just done, like, a, a Dark Battle Royal or something. You could, like, have literally, the... you could have literally done Subculture versus Eddie Dennis' tag team. Eddie, or Eddie Dennis' tag team. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah. on like the dark match of Castle Clash at the Castle yeah it, but what again what what a cool opportunity it would have been to have like done like subculture based Usos or something like that yeah like, but we've got to we've got to do a Usos v Street Profits again mate haven't we so don't worry about it um, <laughs> but yeah it's it's crazy um, also like a lot of with the whole NXT Europe thing I mean you've got 
quite a few like European like well this brings us to the next thing. this brings us to the next point in the news so again according to again this is only according to the, the opinion of Dave Meltzer uh, this talk that this proposed NXT Europe might not actually happen because uh, he points to the as you just said that he points to the, the baffling lack of logic releasing European stars such as Amale uh, or well, and, and also Tayman you know yeah Tayman's like, Half German, half Turkish. If you're going to be having French and German productions, why release big French and German stars like three months before yeah. you start this new promotion? It's crazy. I mean, of, like, especially. Are you, are, you, are you telling me the company that paid Ali to sit at home for a year can't pay these guys for three months? Yeah. I mean, that, that that's the thing, like, with, um, with Amel as well, is that she's like probably. One of the better women's wrestlers they had in the company, and they put, not, and, not, but they, and they put so much resources into building her up because she was practically unknown in the UK when she came into NXT UK. Yeah, and they've they've literally they've made her a star to the best of their ability of NXT UK, and they put so much effort and time into her. And now, what she's just going to go and wrestle for Progress or for North? Well, <laughs> she's know? The, I I don't know if she still is, but she was the WXW Women's Champion. Oh, fair. So she's, and also um, Paris has got like quite a big like scene at the moment. So I think she'll be, she'll be all right getting work in France. She'll be all right getting work in Germany. She's, I mean, she she'll probably end up showing up in a few, um, a few English promotions. Yeah, I'd, absolutely. I'd quite like to see her versus Alexis Falcon, if if Apta's listening. That would um, be lo- that would be lovely. Nina Samuels versus Alexis Falcon. Give me that. That would be great. Well, everyone needs a bit more Nina. Yeah. Um, obviously, Eliza Alexander. We know her as Lizzie Evo. We've had her on the podcast. She'll be. Yeah. She she's already all over the the northwest scene. Anyway, she's making waves to Manchester oh, yeah. now. She's in progress now. You know. Yeah, she's she's been doing a lot of work for progress recently. So yeah, big um, whew, big old loader. Sad times. I mean, that was that. Ash- so this this all broke Ash- on like Smith Thursday as well. night as well, like real late. Yeah, Ashton Smith as well is another really surprising one because. He's well. He's currently injured, but he'd literally just won the tag titles with Oliver Carter, who has not been released. Who's very, very good. I'm glad he's not been released. Yeah. Obviously, like, we we had a couple of guys go over to um to America recently. Are we pretty deadly? We had um, what's his face? The oh, is it Ben? What's what's his name now? Ben Ben Nathan Carter. Fraser. Nathan Fraser. I keep, every time you say that, I think of Nathan Barley. Another TV yeah. show. Uh, the the turn into a luchador, which still hurts me. Uh, obviously, oh, luchador has got Axiom to come. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, I kid. Yeah, just keep him away uh, from theory. How would you? How would you? Well, yeah, that's probably why they call them Axiom instead. Um, <laughs> that that baffles me. Like I went on a rant about it on the air. So just just to put a little bit of a shameless plug in there, me and Troy did a, a podcast after the news of this come out. Um, listing what we think, what we feel of five, uh, fifteen uh, NXT UK matches you should go and check out because um, it really was like the best kept secret of the WWE. Like it was the uh, best show on the network that nobody watched, basically. Yeah, um, and that that's one thing I've ranted about with Akid is that they've turned them into a luchador and they've they made them do a lot more like kind of high flying stuff when like he's legitimately one of if not the best technical wrestler they've got on the roster. Yeah. Which just 
I mean, I'm mean, no spoilers here, but I'm going to guess you talked about A-Kids Heritage Cup matches, which were phenomenal. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, well, I, I, on on our Discord, if you're not a member, go join. We have a lot of good discussion. I actually did mention um, for a starting off point of like A-Kid, just watch the Heritage Cup tournament because it's tremendous. Um, yeah, also he, he did have... Um, a Heritage Cup rules match against Charlie Dempsey recently, which was just kiss. Actually, Charlie Dempsey, he, he got out alive, didn't he, sir? Yeah, well, you know, Triple H, Triple H wants Regal on his books. He's not going to, he's not getting <laughs> so he, he's not fucking letting his son go because you know exactly where he's going to end up if he does. True. Uh, right then, we'll have one last piece of news before we move on to our recaps, and that is that as of last Friday, so August 19th, PW Insider has reported that Jeff Jarrett has departed his position as WWE's Senior Vice President of Live Events. Yeah. Um, he actually was the booker for the entirety of the Ric Flair's last match show. So, so is, maybe, that, is that why he's gone? Well, <laughs> may, maybe um, him and Conrad are going to start their own little thing. Oh my well, god! Buy your gold. Buy your gold now. What? What if Jeff Jarrett brings back Global Force Wrestling and it's just him having retirement matches with people? Well, didn't someone say uh, like it was DDP said he was offered like a load of money to do a similar sort of last match show and he, he turned it down? Yeah. So is that Conrad's new thing, just going around finding guys who are like on the brink of death D- and like making them do one more match? DDP gave Smart Box the and Diamond Cutter. True. Oh no, it was it was Cardona thing actually. Yes, it was Cardona because Cardona was yeah. understandably being a prick. Smart. Josh Alexander made the smart box sale with a J Dill, didn't he? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's obviously something Jareth wouldn't go unless he had because that seemed like it was like a job for life, didn't it? Like if he wanted it. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There's potentially in doing more stuff in GCW. There was. He, he teased a rematch with um, Effie around WrestleMania weekend, and then obviously WWE kind of bought him. In. He's got to punish uh, Effie for his indiscretions. He, he, he's he's not hit Effie with a guitar for almost six months, so he needs to change that. <laughs> he's going to do it in Liverpool. I've been I've been a uh, I've been lobbying Lee McIntyre to get it booked. Well, Lee McIntyre's best mates with Jared so If anyone's going to get it. <laughs> If Jared, if Jared shows up at GCW, I will lose my mind. I've been buying him pints and just drawing like a double J on the bottom of the glass with a Sharpie. So when he's drinking it, it's what he's looking at. Just there. Just there, baby Guinnesses. <laughs> just put them in. Why, why are they in like, the shape of a guitar? I don't know. Why do, why do you keep saying slap nuts? No reason. I, I'm I'm seeing Lee on Wednesday. I'm going uh, to try and plant that thought into his head. Just repeatedly call him slap nuts until it sinks in. Listen up, slap nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right then, we'll take a quick break here. Um, you can have a bit of Billy Talent if you're on the Jacks Radio, because who loves who doesn't love a bit of Billy, Billy Talent? Talent. Uh, and we'll be back with some WWE recaps for Robin SmackDown. See you in very soon. And we're back, so we will fly straight in to Raw. Uh, was it you or two weeks ago or Troy last week who I asked, do they always start Raw with a massively long promo? Because they do it again this week, and I really it breaks um, my brain. It was Troy. Was yeah, I mean, he, I'm, I'm sure he defended it expertly, but um, 
<laughs> yeah, so this this week's the Judgment Day are out at the start, and they they cut a big promo, and it basically just ends with Rey Mysterio getting battered. Yeah, it also set up um, Edge returning to having his first match on Raw in twelve years. That's a mental statistic when you think about he's he's been back like over a year. Yeah, well, he's only he's only wrestled one TV match that whole time. Yeah, that's against main event Jey Uso when he wore his best gear that he's worn. And then you've got in AEW you've got Christian and getting hit by cars. Yeah, on well, free on free TV. We've got young forty-year-old whippersnapper Damien Priest versus Edge. Young, so. he's, he's he's young the way Ben Foster is young. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it should be a good match. I mean, I'd I'd rather Balor versus Edge. I think that's what that's one of the, the the final boss, isn't it? I think you have to, you have to get past like the you know the underlings first. Like, I mean, Priest is I love Priest, well, but he's, he's Priest, no Finn Balor. Priest's being like positioned as the leader. I was thinking, I thought I thought the whole point was like when Balor came in, that was like they took to the next level. Well, no, it's I don't know. It's, it's Vince's vision of you know the big guy has to be the leader. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because we're existing in some sort of like quantum state now of like Vince booked stories and non Vince booked stories that are all sort of like fused together because of the situation. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like when it's like when Vince called up Hit Row, and all of a sudden Top Dollar was the leader because he was the big guy. <laughs> yeah, it was like I know Swerve's like the best talker, but what was make Top Dollar do? He's we got Swerve right there. But yeah, <laughs> but let's just make Swerve and can't see the tag team. But Top Dollar's hench as fuck, so he's going to do all the talking now. You could talk Top Dollar to be fair. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, next up, then we had a women's tag tournament match: Alexa Bliss and Asuka beat Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. Yeah, good match. Went, went good. Went a good bit of time. This considering. Yeah, this was this was fine. It's always good to see um, Dewdrop doing stuff. I just wish they'd change your name. I mean, you could do it. Just, what's the point anymore? Vince is gone now. He ain't going to complain. Just call a Piper Niven again, please. Yeah, I just go to business myself and just start calling myself Piper Niven. You know, because what are they going to do? He's in an interview the other day. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, a fun match. Uh, next up, Austin Theory cuts a little promo. Ziggles comes out, doesn't he? And has a little go. Yeah, and then as the brawling, there was like a little tease for Dexter Loomis, which was cool. Like, but I've just got to say because I, I wasn't here last week. Like, the portrayal of Dexter Loomis since he's come back has been fascinating. <laughs> like, they, they literally. So there, there was one bit where. Um, I can't even remember it was. Someone was walking backstage and there was like an oil drum with a bit of fire coming out of it and people were like putting it out. And then during like the brawl between Theory and him and uh, Ziggler, like in like a doorway in the background, you just see his hand come out and put it like put it on the wall and then just move it. Um, and the fact that as well that they're still, they're still kind of acting like he's, he's like a former, a former employee who's just like, Gone off the fucking rails. Yeah, it's just brilliant. It's just it's really really well thought out. Fair. Uh, next up, then Miz and Champa defeat Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Remember when uh, Mustafa Ali was getting pushed again for a bit? That was fun, wasn't it? Well, have you seen this? Have you seen the finish for this? No, no. It's fucking tremendous. Mustafa Ali goes for him. It's either a four fifty or a shooting star, and Champa, as he's in midair, sprints across the ring and hits him in the face with a knee. Oh, nice. As he's so is, is Mustafa Ali now the new Evan Bourne and that like his job is now to have his finisher counted into like loads of different ways? Probably. Um, he, he has kind of been teasing that he's going to like 
be kind of repackaged a bit. Um, I I think I mean it's one of those things. At least he's getting TV time. Yeah, and him and Champa are like kind of like two of the guys that Triple H seems to be really getting behind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, in an alternative universe where the last few months didn't happen, we would not be seeing Champa or Mustafa Ali on TV. So this is we'll take what we can get here. I think in respect to, to these two. Nah, Champa was like the Miz's like heavy. Yeah, but he would have been like dressed as like a teddy bear or something, like doing like giving the Miz like a rub down after the match or something. Yeah, they have got him. They have got him wearing like luminous green and pink gear now, which upsets me because <laughs> can't have everything, can you? No. Uh, right next up, we got a Drew McIntyre promo. A lot of Drew McIntyre on these two shows this week. I know, I know they're building him big now for, for Clash, but he's fuck me, he's all over this. Yeah, Drew Drew McIntyre said that that they're wrestlers in a wrestling ring in a wrestling company. Just you know, because they're allowed to say wrestler now. Vince's blood pressure, yeah, Vince's blood pressure went up a few points watching at home. Vince is probably like just like texting Triple H, like I fucking hate you. Just tear this phone off, put it in the put his desk drawer. <laughs> <Triple> <laughs> Just block Vince's number. <laughs> What's that noise? None. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, after this, then Drew beats KO by DQ. So I've got Drew defeats KO by DQ, which is a lot of two-letter abbreviations. Yeah. Um. Th- this was a really good match, and um, Triple H has also kind of got Kevin Owens more like his NXT prize fighter gimmick again, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he. Obviously, he needs to protect both, which is why there was a DQ. Um, also, and, it, and, it, and it gets the Usos involved, and it keeps the, the, the Drew Roman thing kicking over, doesn't it, as well, and sort of stuff. Yeah, well, like, because Roman's not there, like, all the time. He's, it's essentially been Drew feuding with the Usos as opposed to Drew feuding with Roman. Yeah. Um. So that was just them kind of attacking Drew and then saying that was, like, a message from Roman. Um. And then I think that's fair. Yeah, and then Drew fought them off. Owens hit a uh, stunner on Drew, and then said, "Tell him, tell you your tribal chief he owes me one or something like that." Oh, fair. Okay. So yeah, it, 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 did, it did everything it needed to. I think it was the right call. I think obviously the, the sort of and, and like we, we talked about this like last week. Me and me and Troy talked about this with the potential for Gallus coming in. Um, they've got Drew to a point where like he's really quite strongly booked, but his whole thing is he doesn't really have any friends. Mm. Gallus is um, Gallus showing up on NXT 2.0 this week. What if they show up against? What if they, they show up to take on the Usos if, they, uh, um, in benefit of Drew? They attack the Diamond Mine. Oh, fair. Okay. Mm. Sad, really strong noses. Yeah, he's always that. Those friends are all in eight. <laughs> um, Seth Rollins promo. Yeah, it's always good, right? It was. It was good. Um, one thing as well, actually, um, that he did after this match, which was brilliant. Um, he did like uh, um, an update on Ezekiel after Kevin Owens attacked them. Oh, is that when they showed him in the hospital where like every member of his family was just yeah. in a different uh, costume? And, yeah, and then they had um, they had his dad cut uh, Ernie Junior cut a, um, <laughs> cut a, like a little promo saying, "I'm just disappointed Kevin Owens felt the need to do this to our Zeke." <laughs> it's br- brilliant. More of this, please. I mean, he, he's one of those guys. You, you can like, he's not. I mean, he's never going to put on like a five star match, but you give him anything, and he can make it in thin. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, next up, then Via beat Bo Keller. Some just squash match, basically, on it. It's, yeah, Via just throwing a guy around like he was a sack of spuds. <laughs> it was yeah. fucking awesome. Love a bit of that. 
Uh, Lashley defeated AJ Styles to retain the this, US title. This was an absolute banger. Um, it's nice they're just letting like people have like good solid TV matches for the US title now, isn't it? Yeah, I think one one thing that's really cool is that Triple H just kind of made the emphasis of um of kind of like both shows the uh, US and the Intercontinental title and that how it is like the work rate title and obviously with Roman kind of being well let's face it part time it, it's like when it's like when Brock had the, the universal title and he had to really elevate the Intercontinental title yeah um and it's it's good to see um especially kind of given like lastly just like all these like kind of dream opponents that he's never wrestled before that a, a guy like Lashley as well, who's like obviously like a big old horse, having like matches with work rate guys. It's kind of like when Brock like wrestled wrestles like all the indie guys, and he just has like an absolute like instant classic. Yeah, it, it's good. Fair. Uh, next up, Dakota the Dakota Kai defeats Dana Brooke. Anyone? No. Um, it's good good way of just showcasing Dakota. Then Dana Brooke is still here, which is nice. <laughs> Dana Brooke's still here. Um. Bailey and their faction were like uh, damage control, mate. Are they called damage control now? Yeah, they went. They haven't been named yet, probably. They, they, well, they've, they've trademarked that, haven't they? So I'm guessing. Yeah. That's... Um. But they they were basically just like saying people like you are part of the problem. <laughs> to it. <laughs> All right. I know. Like... I know she was in the twenty four seven title picture, but come on. No, you know. Um. Yeah. Just Dakota kicked the shit out of Dana. It was nice. Uh, right, and then the main event, Theory defeats Ziggler. No, thank you. I mean, yeah, that's a thing. This is just a placeholder feud, isn't it, for Theory until like, they get him to the next stage of, of his evolution, I suppose. Yeah. Well, Dolph Ziggler's on holiday in Wales now. Like, that's a, that's a genuine thing. He, oh, he right. Like, they, they've been putting, they've been putting, like, videos up on WWE's YouTube daily of Dolph just like going around Wales and like trying oh, like to look- please, please tell me he's gone like the fucking golden mile and real and he's playing the slots the penny slots and he's, uh, he's gone he's just him, him well, and his trunks him and his trunks in the sunlight centre going down the slide it, it'll just be him in a it'll be him in Cardiff won't it so yeah I don't know what he's fucking doing there but yeah it's a it, it's it's one thing actually that's really kind of cool about Clash the Castle is they're doing like it is like a whole like tourism campaign for for Cardiff, like oh yeah, because didn't didn't like the city of Cardiff pay them a lot of money to put to have the show there? Pretty much, yeah. Um, right, question: Why aren't Golden Rock and Chain doing the official song? Um, well, they've they've never used our Lady Peace before for anything, have they? Golden Rock and Chain, mate, they're from like Newport, just down the road. We could have had a bit of guns don't kill people. Oh, imagine. Do you reckon they're going to have Charlotte Church sing the national anthem? Oh. <laughs> uh, right, on to SmackDown yeah, then. Um, just to say about the Clash as well, like I, I um, before, was it before yesterday? Either way, checking like the start time for Clash and like literally it's like a tourism brochure. Like it says, oh yeah, Clash starts at 6pm. Um, this is all the stuff you can do in Wales. This is how you can get here from all the <laughs> major cities. It's like, all right, fair play. No, oh, fair enough. I hope, hopefully, it does well for the region because it'd be nice. Um, we've actually uh, a little bit of a shameless plug. There's a bar in Cardiff showing. I think Hooked on Events are doing an event down there, and they've yeah. actually got they've got a special one-off beer from us called Iron Drew. Nice. See, see what we did there. Um, what 
it's uh, five percent pale, nice and juicy pale boy. Uh, so if you're in if you're in the Cardiff area watching Clash of the Castle, Basically, go and get I'm... yourself go and get yourself a pint of Iron Drew. It's the only place you'll ever get it from Top Rope Brewing. Nice. Uh, right onto the SmackDown. We've got uh, just because you know we can't have nice things, we have to start with the Ronda Rousey promo. No, thank you. Uh, it's kind of weird. So this is in Canada, isn't it? Because no, certain stars are absent because of suspicious injuries. Um, Just pointed out that Canada does have a COVID vaccine mandate in place if you want to travel into the country. On a totally unrelated note, that is. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at some of the people who went there. <laughs> Yikes. I think it's telling the Carrion Cross wasn't on the show. Sorry about it. <laughs> yeah, he was. He did, he did like a little backstage promo. Could have been filmed anyway, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, Ronda cuts a promo. It's kind of weird because the crowd is sort of booing Liv. I think that, that, that they've really fucked this, haven't they? Like the Liv, it's like the Liv. I have a Liv tap out when she got rolled up. When she rolled Ronda up. Yeah, they've really fucked this quite hard. Like <laughs> you've, what you've done here is created a situation where Ronda's the babyface, and that should never happen. No, never, ever, ever, ever. So this That'd is all. Best. This is all. This is this is all kinds of fucked. But it's the. I think what they do later in the show, I think, might fix it. This might be a way out here. I don't know. I pop for. I pop for what Shayna did. That's what I mean. Like, I think she, I think I think Shane, as you get out of jail for, he got here. You just have Shane and murder everybody, and then it's fine. Yeah, that's what they should do. Just put the belt on Shane and let it just snap everyone's arms. Just, just, just hit the reset button on this whole sordid affair. Just Abra's the Minoru Suzuki is the women's division. Yeah, that's all we want. All right, then first match of the night: Toxic Attraction defeated Natalia ah, and Sonya Deville yeah. for the, yeah. the women's tag tournament. So this Quite should have been. This should have been Nikita Lyons and Zoe Starks, but Nikita was unable to travel for some reason. She she had well, Zoe Starks was actually injured. Um, no, no, Zoe Starks was legit injured. Oh right, okay. And then Nikita Lyons had a um, oh, uh, he said something like an undisclosed medical concern or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, good to see Toxic Attraction getting a spot, getting a win, you know. Yeah, as they um, should. Yeah, I mean, with respect to Natalia and Sonya Deville, they're not doing nothing as a tag team, are they? No. Yeah, right, it's moving on. What with a random partner as you we had a We had a conclusion to a long-running story around here. In Canada, a bit of a feel-good moment. Sami Zayn finally meets with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Sa- Sami was fantastic in this as well. Like, that, well, the whole show, Sami was doing the fucking Lord's work. But um, it's really, it's really, it's really cool that all right, they didn't really, they didn't let him win. So let's not go to ridiculous lands here, but at least they put him, they they featured him on TV, which is quite nice. Yeah, like he, he, he said, um, he, he says in this that like Jay just screams at him all the time, and uh, then like Roman go like goes like out the room, and uh, Jay st- Jay calls Roman and to say he's stuck at the border, and Sammy answers it. He's just like, well, you don't need to shout at me. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, yeah fair enough. Roman, um, yeah, it was great. It was a really good. Segment. Next up, hit row interrupt maximum male models. Yay, that's going to be fun, I guess. I think it will. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting clash of styles with nothing else, isn't it? Well, hit row good. Um, maximum male models are fine. I, I think I think they're better like as characters than they are wrestlers. Although Mansoor is or Man, sorry Mansoor. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> get is it right. Very, very good wrestler. Um, 
Marseille not so much, but he's still he's 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 very funny though. Yeah. Uh, next up then, Sheamus defeated Madcap Moss, Happy Corbin, Ricochet, and local boy Sami Zayn, local hero Sami Zayn, um, to win an they, icy an icy title shot at Clash at the Castle. I think they made a mistake not having Sami win this, but I'm not complaining because we get Sheamus versus Walter. I was gonna say I think Sheamus versus Walter is a more compelling match. Also, Sheamus is from technically England because he's close to England, so he's from what WWE WWE consider England. Yeah, in that it's like you know one of the, you know part of the United Kingdom and, and Ireland, um, so if it's it's a big hometown guy to going against the evil German coming in to take all of our towns and villages. Uh, yeah. this, this is I mean I know I know Walter's Austrian. This is all in Tommy Dewey's head cannon here. They they go see they go see World War Two and they're thinking right, Seamus versus Walter. Here we go. Um, yeah. um, but and it's interesting because if Seamus wins, he'll be a Grand Slam champion. That's the only belt that's evade them, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. I want I want him to win, but I also think Walter should hold that belt forever. The only thing uh, I think I'm doing have Sheamus win it, and then have Walter win it back like the next possible opportunity. Well, he he hasn't lost on Maine yet. What? What? I mean, this this is this doesn't count me. It's not in America. No one watching. That's true. Um, yeah they they did like an injury spot where uh, Sammy like uh, Corbin like fucked Sammy's shoulder. And Sammy got held to the back, and then he came out with like one arm, um, hitting Ricochet with like all his moves with just one arm, with like one arm. So like, was, hit, it, was like, it like the time he broke his shoulder doing his entrance against John Cena, and then wrestled like for twenty minutes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know we can do it. Um, um, yeah, it was, but it was weird that they booked Sammy as like a res- like Sammy Zayn of old, so to speak, like yeah. resilient. If he's not conspiracy theorist, that was uh, cool. Bloodline member Sammy Zayn, um, but yeah, the crowd that. Super behind Sammy, they were red hot for him. Um, the crowd are really good actually on SmackDown yeah. this week. Kind of, kind of, kind of always is, isn't it? It's always a bit, a bit more decent. Yeah, I think Raw will be good tonight because it's in Toronto. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right, next up, then Liv Morgan defeated Shotzi. Yay! And then afterwards, she was annihilated by Shayna Baszler. Double yay! Oh god, that kick to the face was horrible. <laughs> it was. So Shayna's like got like. Hold, like got a foot on Liv's hand and Liv like sort of looks up at her and then Shayna just boots her in the face as hard so, as all, all I want is for Shayna to be women's champion yeah but yeah. then also I want to show on well, the WWE Network which is just Shayna Baszler showing us how to paint Warhammer figures yes have you seen Shayna Baszler's YouTube channel no I haven't it's very good it's she's um, essentially she like kind of like talks through like submission holds oh nice so like like, like like Taz's tactics, but like more serious. Yeah, because she's actually doing like it's usually her and Jessamine Jessamine Duke who are doing them. Oh, so sweet. like she'll like get her in in a hold, and she'll be like, "Well, this is why." I've this seen, I've seen clips on Twitter of them too, like sparring and stuff. Yeah, that's it's from Shana's YouTube channel. It's really, it's really interesting because obviously, like you're learning about like why a submission hold hurts as much as it does. Yeah, oh sweet. And like what parts of the body exactly? It's actually like trying to. Do damage to yeah, right. Um, and then the main event, inverted commas, uh, Roman and Drew face off because there's no match in the main event. Yeah, um, I mean, this is kind of important because I think Roman gets uh, Roman gets caught with a few readers and like Drew gets a few licks in. Yeah, and then Roman just Superman punches him. It, it it'll be interesting what they do next week because usually in WWE law, 
whoever stands tall on the go home show is like who's not winning. Yeah, they have to split it. Like obviously make make everyone and, a, bit, a bit strong. Yeah, and if if um if Romans been standing tall here, I imagine Drew's probably gonna stand tall on SmackDown next week, and then Roman will take the win as as oh, always. Yeah, yeah. fair. Hundred percent winning that. Right, well that's it for our WWE recap. Um, we'll have a quick break. If you're on Jacks, you can have some placebo and some Neil Young. Then think you can see them together with you. Um, and then we'll be back oh. soon for some AEW bits and bobs. We'll see you all in a few minutes. And we're back. Okay, we'll plow straight into because it's all right. We thought when when this WWE news broke about the releases in NXT UK, it's like all right, okay, that's the big news story of the week. Nothing's going to top that. And then the AEW stuff came out. <laughs> And this is just fucking wild. So, a lot of this comes from Fightful Select. So, thank you very much to to, to everyone there. Sure, Sap, as always, one of the guys with his finger on the pulse in, in the wrestling world. Uh, the big news, basically, uh, Fightful Select reported that in the build-up to Punk and Page's double or nothing match, that it resulted in legitimate heat between both men. Um, with Punk meeting with AEW higher-ups regarding the context of one of Hangman's promos. Uh, Punk allegedly told others after the meeting that he wasn't prepared to lose to Page at the pay-per-view. And then fast forward to this week on Dynamite, he went into business for himself on live TV, calling out Hangman when he was unable to respond. Uh, several AEW sources told Fightful that they felt the situation was really unfair on Adam Page because he wasn't able to do anything. He couldn't just push, even if he was ready, he couldn't just push past Tony when he wasn't booked for a segment and go out there and respond. They had nothing prepared. Uh, Page is considered by most of the roster to be not a confrontational person and he's genuinely quite well liked by people backstage. Yeah. Uh, this all cut a spun then, didn't it? Out of like proportion and like it just got bigger and bigger. Now there's cause there were sources claiming apparently th- there was rumors floating around and there was a chance the punk might not even come back, might not even come back to AW this week. Such was his sort of ill will. Um, although others claimed there was no indication of his plans. Or whether no indication of his plan to leave AW. This all sort of stems apparently from Punk taking issue during the build to their double or nothing match with Hangman Page mentioning Colcabana in a promo while Punk wasn't on the show. Yeah, well, he doesn't he doesn't mention it, does he? He says He alludes like, to Colcabana. Yeah. He says yeah, he says uh, you 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 champion yourself as workers right, but we know that's not true or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh shit. And uh, I- there was a little bit of a feeling that this jab from Punk on TV might have been a bit of a receipt for him, like making Punk look a bit stupid when Punk wasn't there. Well, he said that once to his face. The the one that the one that the like Punk seemed to like really take umbrage with, or Hangman said that also to his face. Oh right, okay. Uh, there there was one where like Punk wasn't there, where Hangman was like, you're not you're not gonna have like a Bret Hart little fest against me. Yeah, a Bret Hart wankathon, I think was his was his uh, yeah. uh, exact words. Um which was uh, the one where Punk wasn't there. Um but then the the one where you said to, about cold was to his face. Um and also uh what's the other thing he said? Oh, the other thing as well was that um the fact that he kind of changed the direction of the promoter, like almost as if Punk was like an invader. Yeah, which 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 is actually was made really good sense from a promo point of view. I actually really enjoyed the build up to that match. I thought it was really quite good. Yeah. Um, same. Now there's a lot now depending on what you read on the internet here this week, 
this is literally everything here from the last days of Rome. If you read some reports, it's like AEW is on fire and like no one has any control backstage and everyone hates it and people are like furious. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got like Punk basically addressing because this is Punk's like one year anniversary in the company and he's addressing his looking back on his last year and saying he's really happy. And then he put a picture up with Dax Harwood and Dax is like taking the piss out of the internet, saying like, does this look like a man who's really unhappy? And Punk's like dead happy well, and smiling. Did you see um like on that Instagram post he put out, he actually what was in, what was interesting was he said, um where's the where's the thing now? What the fuck's the thing? Oh, is this like alleged, oh, yeah. is alleged apology? Yeah, so he said, uh, um, he said on the, at the end of it, I'm having the time of my life as is a drive into the deep left field by Castellanos and that'll be a home run and that so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. Um, that's a reference to, it's a, bait, well, it's a baseball reference, obviously, but yeah. apparently the, the commentator made like a, a very bad taste comments. I don't know what exactly it was. Uh, and then he, after he says that, he basically says, like kind of addresses and goes, I just want to say, I'm sorry for what I said. Uh, it was unprofessional of me and it was in poor taste. And uh, I don't want to have upset my boss and my coworkers and the the, ch- the network and made anyone feel disappointed. Oh, so, so he's sort of saying the first part, but implying the second part perhaps. Yeah, of okay. that whole thing. Yeah, it's right, okay. worth apologising in the sense that that's exactly what he wants to say. Yeah, in regard, but he's just being fucking being being obtuse because he's CM Punk. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of this this has kind of dominated a lot of sort of the AW discourse over the course of the week. Um, well, the thing that's really interesting is that they've moved the title match from all out to. Dynamite this week. Yeah, I don't know whether that was a result of this because it happened during the show. It was announced during the show. Uh, again, if you I, according to rumors and reports as well, um, Punk versus Moxie is still listed as the main event for All Out. Into well, I, I've we'll get into it in a bit, but I still think there's there's a way they're going to get to that shenanigans. No, I just think time limit draw, mate. Yeah, just do a time. Big Tony loves a fucking time limit draw. He does. We had a few of them, haven't we? Um, do a well, time limit. Do a time limit draw, and then you can go to a fucking Iron Man match it all out. That's what they'll do. Well, if you want to yeah. talk about if you want to talk about potential ways to get out of this, in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer has reported that MGF is scheduled to return to, to AEW somewhat soon. Oh, he's he's going to be out at the end of all out, isn't he? At the latest, I I, I think I think what happens with that. Punk retains, MJF comes out and beats the fuck out of him. Yeah. And that's the closing shot of the show is MJF like standing over Punk with his with the belt in his hand. That'd be cool. I'd like that. I'd like that. So there could be a situation here. If they if they do it, if they do it ever faster, you could have Punk beat Moxley in Ohio. Cleveland, yeah. And then you could have MJF beat Punk in Chicago again for the belt. MJF said next time he wrestles, next time he wrestles Punk, it'll be the worst like moment of his life, which would indicate he's going to take a title off him. Oh, Chicago would compound that, wouldn't it? <laughs> Ooh. Like, like yeah, MJF doing Money in the Bank, but two Punk in Chicago. 
Yeah, because I, I, I said to you that I could see them doing that, like kind of like the summer of punk with MJF. Um, I mean, they've only got they've only got like two weeks to build it, so I think they might have left it a bit later. Mm. Oh no, I meant with like obviously his contract going up, like expiring on the first of January. Yeah, but but. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, we've got like a couple more weeks of of TV to sort of finalise. I mean, we, obviously, the big one now is what happens to this title match on Wednesday because that's going to uh, that's going to dictate what, what happens at all like, going forward. Yeah, what what's insane with AEW, which is something I've been kind of thinking about recently, is that they they're really good at long term storytelling, but they're fucking terrible at like building it to a pay per view. Yeah, so it's like they'll they'll have like a long term story in place. It's like all right, well, like like Starks and Hobbs is like kind of like the one that's going into the pay per view, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose Mox and Punk as well because of the interim champion and Kenny in the books with Hangman in the sort of mm. where does he fit into the mix? Like the the the, the, the most the most the longest story being told in AW now, long going is Hangman and Nick Jackson and uh, Matt Jackson, sorry, like trying to fix their relationship. Well, yeah, that and Ricky Starks getting all the belts. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's just um, ongoing. that's just ongoing thing. I mean, that's just never told. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the it's the, and then it's just like two weeks before. It's like oh fuck yeah, we got to pay to uh, Eddie Kingston get out there and cut a promo on someone. Just just yeah, just call someone out. Just just have a fight with someone. Yeah, I mean we're getting Danielson versus Jericho, aren't we? I think we're getting. Um, I don't know. I, I would have said I think I think we're getting. Um, uh, what you call it? Eddie versus Sammy. Cause a lot of people building that way, but then. They just had, who was it on this Dynamite call? Sammy and Tyoth. Um, it was Ruby and Ortiz. Yes, which uh, which would then lend itself to as uh, Sammy versus Eddie. Yeah, which we'll get to Sammy versus Eddie at some I, point. I don't know if I want Sammy versus Eddie. I mean, Eddie's going to throw into the sun, so you know that'd be fun. Yeah, unless it's just Eddie like literally doing a murder on him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sammy does tend to win a bit, though, doesn't he? Which is. Worrying. Yeah, I think I think Eddie needs to needs to pick up a win though, because like other than Jericho, he's not really had like a massive pay per view win, has he? No. Every everything else is in like kind of somebody else, like Punk. He um, would, would have blood and guts. He, he was he was involved in the finish of blood and guts. Yeah, we're we're just in the fucking long game for Eddie versus Claudio. Yeah. When Eddie takes the belt off Punk. Shows us all what he's all about. Uh, right, final piece of news then before we head in to some recaps and a bit of bit of positive news to, to well another bit of positive news. MJF coming back, good news as well. And this is well, and this this is everything that warms your heart a bit, isn't it? Uh, Fightful Select reported that Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, formerly Two Point have signed AW contract extensions. You love to see it. I mean, what a year they've had, right? Jesus Christ, that, Daddy Magic's just like the best, isn't he? They've gone from being like. They weren't even wrestling in WWE. They were just doing backstage skits. So they've now been in the ring with Sting. It, with CM they weren't Punk. even doing backstage skits. They were doing fucking bits for like the Twitter. Yeah. It's insane. It's really insane. But they've, 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 just, they've just flourished in AW. They've found their, their spot so well that they've worked with everyone. They've done, they were trusted with like Sting's first TV match on Dynamite. 
Daddy Magic doing commentary with Excalibur and Dark the last couple of weeks has been good as well. Oh, it's been incredible. Yeah, they, they, they're just so talented. They can do anything. And they've, 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 they've got given a chance. I really liked how they did long, they, again, long term storytelling with these guys as well. Because when they first came in, they made it like common knowledge that just after they got released, they went on Jericho's podcast. And Jericho got them a tryout in AW, got them a shot in AW. And it was just a thing that they talked about like openly. And then when they joined the Jericho Appreciation Society, they were like, well, yeah, of course, we're going to join it with Jericho. He got us in the door. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, yeah, that actually, that actually really did happen. Yeah, they they also um when they when they were they were in their, their YouTube show, which I, I missed dearly. They used to uh <laughs> they used to just do footage of them at the hockey games with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> Kevin Top. Owens asking them what asking Matt Menard why he had his wrists taped to the hockey match. <laughs> Top Canadian lads. Oh, oh, right. right, we'll have another quick break. If you're on Jacks, you can have some less than Jake. Um, and we will come back in a second with some Dynamite and Rampage recaps. And we're back. Okay, so Dynamite kicks off with, and we've talked about it already quite extensively, that CM Punk promo. Um, so he calls yeah. out Hangman weirdly. It was a bit odd. It felt like it didn't really fit. And then basically he starts... Well, I, I, I said, when we were watching it live, it, it just felt odd. Yeah, well, yeah, because it wasn't meant to happen, <laughs> as we found out. Yeah. And it just, it, yeah, because we were saying, weren't we? It just really just kind of shits on Hangman. Yeah. Um, and then he calls out Moxley. Moxley does come out, and uh, they have fight. Oh, Mox, Mox just trying to do an actual fucking kill. Of like, a- actual pull-apart brawl here. Like, they go back to each other, like, two or three times. Really good. They, they, they as we said, didn't we, like, in this, just, just in this one show, they really got, like, they really put the foot to the floor on this Moxley punk thing, and, like, really got us all ready for it. Yeah, it felt red hot. It really did. Which was great. Speaking of great, next up then, we had Brian Danielson defeating Daniel Garcia oh. in a two out of three falls match. Oh, God. This might be going into the match of the year. This was, this was just phenomenal, wasn't it? Like uh, Garcia, it was... Garcia took the first fall with the, with the scattiest powder ever you'll ever see. Yeah, it was really sad. It's <laughs> the fact, it was the fact that Brian had this fucking head like tilted backwards like he was going for a styles clutch. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing, you fucking lunatic? But then Danielson basically just outbastarded Garcia to take the next two falls. Yeah, uh, Garcia, Garcia as well doing the, uh, as as him, RJ City put it, doing a, a DDT on concrete in front of Ricky Steam. I was like taking Jackie out to a shooting range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Ricky Steam, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was the special guest timekeeper for the match. Yeah, it was House really of the nice. Dragon, wasn't it? So, yes. Was. We had, as Dan Housen's called him, Rick Dragon. Rick Dragon. On, on the uh, timekeeper duties. Um, Brian, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus the Dragon Slayer, Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Daniel Garcia uh, had his cool t shirt on. He's very nice. He did. Um, how did um, how did Danielson get the first fall again? It was a roll up, wasn't it? Yes. And then it was Garcia. Gar- Danielson's bust open. Garcia's like fucking. Dominating them, and then Danielson just kind of rolls them up and has that like glimmer of hope, and then won the third one by just technical choking. Oh god! Well, there was the bit where they recreated the the Nigel McGuinness spot, yeah, by just dragging each other into the ring post and both but getting bust open hard <laughs> way. Um, you love to see it, yeah, and then yeah, Danielson just does an actual murder on him. And then post match, it looks like for all intents and purposes, like 
Garcia is going to shake Brian Danielson's hand uh, out of respect, but Jericho is swiftly down to the ring to nip that in the bud. Do you think that Garcia is joining Blackpool Combat Club, or do you think it's like a, a ruse? A double cross. It could be either at this point, couldn't it? Something's obviously happening. Um, I, I don't think they need Garcia in JAS anymore now that Sammy's coming. Like, I, Sammy can fill that role if they really want him to. Yeah, I, I quite like um, the idea of Blackpool Combat Club becoming like the murder boys for X-Men, where Regal's like Professor X, and then yeah, you've got Mox, who's Wolverine, you've got Danielson, who's... Uh, Bit more like Cyclops. We've got Claudio, who's just. I'm trying to think who Claudio would be in the X Men. Colossus, obviously. Colossus, yeah, because he's strong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you've got Eddie Kingston's like Puck, who just kind of shows up every now and again and hangs out with Wolverine. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you've got Uther and uh, Garcia, and then eventually. Not Lee Moriarty because he's with Stokely now, isn't he? But yeah. eventually another one, another like young lion. Shout the room and oh, why the fuck? Yeah, he, he did all right, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Moxley, next up then, Tony Nese is coming out for a match and Moxley just hasn't got any time for his shit and he just murders him on the on the entrance ramp. That was so good. Moxley I did not, I did not enjoyed more. So Moxley cut, come out. So Moxley comes out, murders Nice, cuts a promo on Punk. Punk comes out, they have a fight again. That was fun. That was great. It, it really felt like the, the, this was bleeding, like ruining the show, and sort of like it was getting too big for, for to be contained. Which is good. Uh, did you see what Tony Nice put on Twitter? No. He basically insinuated that he was going to wrestle a debuting Bray Wyatt. Really? Yeah. He was like, "Oh yeah, I was going to wrestle this. I was going to wrestle someone who's making the debut, someone real husky." Really, what a what a little shit! <laughs> I I don't believe you, Tony Nice. No, you think he's high on protein powder again? I think he's he's a yeah. But yeah, Moxley and Punk going at it again, and that was after this second fight, wasn't it? They announced that the title match would be next week. Basically, I think the, the, the angle yeah. they're trying to push is that they basically just can't keep these two guys apart, so they just got to get it on. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. No, it's... Oh, man, that match is... Like, this is like... <laughs> this, this, well, this is the one that you can't call, isn't it? Because, like, you could see a, you could see a world where both guys win. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... It's one of them. Um... It's it should be Mox. But you can see why you can see why it'd be punk. Oh it will it will be punk, I think. But as, as, as I think it was is that you I was talking through and I was like, I don't want to be the guy who tells Mox he's dropping the belt. No. No. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be the one to go into that dressing room and tell John Mox he's he's doing the job for CM Punk. No, he's in danger. Uh, right then, speaking of who else is in danger, um the Gun Club came out and squashed the Varsity Blondes in like a minute, which is fine, I guess. Um, after the match, they do the unthinkable. They turn on Daddy Ass. Sweet, sweet Daddy Ass. Yeah. Poor Daddy Ass. But the acclaimed come out to a huge pop to make the save. And in the middle of the ring, Anthony Bones and Daddy Ass scissor one more time. And the most, the most sort of the weirdest emotional moment in AW history, I think, takes place when I I get legitimately a bit choked up by two men scissoring in the middle of the ring. Yeah, um, I, I like this because I think Stokely's 
like forming this faction is really cool because it gives a lot of guys who kind of felt like they needed something to do, something to do. Yeah. It 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 carries on Stokely being basically a modern day Bobby Heenan. And now it's got like the first feud where we could potentially get Stokely Hathaway versus Daddy Ass, which yes, please. <laughs> yeah, give me that. In a horse fight. Yeah. Uh, next up, then we have a Jungle Boy promo. Christy comes out. They have a bit of a fight. I mean, this is this is very slow building, now, isn't it? It's very um, it's sort of it's 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 gone past. I don't know. I think it peaked a bit too soon. I think they went to vehicular murder a bit a bit quick in the feud here. Yeah. It feels yeah. like there's nowhere else for them to really go after that. <laughs> so they're sort of sort of circling each other a little bit, like waiting for the pay per view. I'd imagine this is going to be an all out match. Yeah, it's got to be surely. Do you think it'll be a no holds barred match or a light out? I think, I think it has to be something nasty, doesn't not, it? Not light out because that'd have to go on after. Yeah, um, they could just have like a oh, anything like a no like you say like a no DQ match or something like that. Yeah, should be fine. Uh, next up, Tony Storm defeated Kylan King. Really fun match. Um, mm-hmm. Tony Storm looked great. Kylan King looked great as well. Um, yeah, they, Keeps... they did a really good job of making Kylan King feel special here, but like they do like oh yeah, she's been traveling all over like the independence she's really kind of like yeah got, she worked a lot like, for aw during the pandemic era didn't she she was on dark and mm-hmm. all a lot and she was in the crowd quite quite frequently she trained by cody possibly i think she's I know she, she was in that group wasn't she with sunny kiss and red velvet when they were hanging out together at ringside yeah. which is good to see but tony tony storm obviously gets the win um i think that i think she's taking the belt off rosa i think it's time i think she should i think well, I've said before, I, I, I don't think Tony Storm, I don't think Thunder Rose is a very good champion. She's a very good challenger. She's, she's great. She's, she's brilliant. She's, at, she's brilliant at chasing the belt. She's not good at being a champion. Yeah. Uh, but she puts on really good matches and she can do that without being the champion, if, if that helps. Uh, yeah. And then the main event. Yeah. Yeah. I hear the battle cry. Under the Devil's Sky, the one that, that, flies. Was, that was fucking awesome. That um, was the best entrance I think we've had in AW for. So basically, the young the, uh, Andrade was directly whoa, whoa, tranquilo, tranquilo. <laughs> was that better than the Dark Order's one with Hangman? I mean, because you know the answer is no. I know it's not, but in terms of like, because it was so, but it was it, in, in, in a way it was nothing special because it was just a normal entrance, but just the way they had like. Nick goes to Justin, give him the piece of paper, and he starts reading off all these bits Justin, of Justin like kind of looked up, like oh, yeah. Shit. And then like the, the the long version of Kenny's intro music starts playing, and as soon as it starts, everyone knows what it is. And he's like, uh, but then like, he's reading it, and it's like, yeah, blah blah blah, hasn't wrestled for two hundred and so many days. Uh, the only man here to have wrestled in North Carolina. And as soon as he hit that, it was like, oh fuck, it's happened. Like, you, you, even though yeah. you knew it was happening, you didn't quite believe it, did you? Until you saw it. Yeah, well, the crowd didn't until he said Kenny Omega. Yeah. They still thought this could be a swerve. Kenny, by God, Omega. Coming out of the yeah. face tunnel with bloody Don Callis Don. coming out the face tunnel. Naka, 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 Naka Zawa. It was Why is Naka Zawa back? Get, bring back Takeshita. <laughs> That's it. Let's, we got we get Naka Zawa back now because Takeshita's gone back to, America, to, to Japan. Back in October, though, isn't he? Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, Jesus Christ, this match. Jesus Christ. 
yeah um there, there was a lot of really cool kind of like story beats where kenny was like teasing that he had ring rust and then you'd, you'd kind of go nah he kind of he kind of forget for a second and do like a really good move and be like oh no, no i've got to pretend i can't like walk very straight <laughs> yeah and the whole story as well was that like his obviously his body's still broken down uh, I don't know how how much truth there was to it, but Don Callis said on commentary that Kenny had had like, um, had had hernia surgery quite recently. Yeah. Um. Well, that I mean, that was the last thing he was getting fixed, wasn't it? Was his hernia? Yeah, and Kenny kept holding like his stomach. Uh, he did have like that compression top on. Yeah, he started off in this like a shoulder brace as well. He had a shoulder brace on, yeah. But he took uh, that off pretty soon. Um, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, if if I tell you that the young bucks Kenny Omega, Andrade, Rush, and Dragon Lee had a really good match, you'd probably believe yeah. me, there, wouldn't you? Yeah, that was good. Uh, towards the end, Kenny hit Dragon Lee with a V trigger that I think legit knocked him out. Yeah, because he was like dead weight when Kenny picked him up. He well, he wasn't because uh, he when he when he picked him up with a V trigger, he was because like you have to sort of offer your arm, don't you, forwards, so Kenny can grab it. Mm. And he just wasn't. He was just like too out of it to give Kenny his arm. So Kenny was like sort of fishing for it a little bit. And... Yeah, uh, Kenny looked knackered at the end of this match as well. To be fair, I mean, um, yeah. I, I hope he's. I hope he didn't overexert himself. When you say about him looking knackered, don't forget. I think was it Brian Danielson or someone recently said something on the lines of like, when you're out for a little period of time, you can do all like, the cardio you want, you can do all the training you want, mm. but there's there's no like physical substitute for the for the physical act of wrestling. No matter what you do to prepare. Going you back know, to rest. Go back to wrestling is a different sort of workout. It, 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 no matter how well your your cardio is, you're gonna you're gonna blow up in your first match back because you just don't have the conditioning. You know, show showcase that. Who? Ric Flair. <laughs> I mean, that's that's an entirely different story. Don't worry about it. He, he, he like fucking passed out. I mean, he probably legally died in that ring like three times. Oh god, it's, it's terrifying. And, and what's and what's what's the one thread between those two matches is Andrade. Weirdly enough. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was there for both. At least he'd have to put knuckles on Kenny Omega's like immobile hands. Yeah, there was a bit of a weird thing at the end of the match as well, wasn't there? With um, where like Rouge uh, and Andrade unmasked Dragon Lee and as like killed him basically. Yeah, Andrade hit him with like the Hamlock DDT, and then yeah, it was a bit odd. It was like literally as the show was finishing, like as as Jay, I was like wrapping up the show. It was like oh, either they <laughs> fucked up and they should have done that later on Rampage, or they. Did it? They Tony, ran out of times. So was it shown on Rampage? No, no, not so. Tony said it was going to get shown on Rampage. So just random. Maybe they'll show it on Dynamite this week. Yeah. Out of times. Uh, right then, we'll move on to Rampage. Speaking of Rampage, uh, Claudio's out first because that was the start of Rampage. Which Claudio came out to talk about the Ring of Honor title, and he said he needed a new champion. And like, I didn't know I wanted until I until it happened. Dustin Rhodes came out to challenge Claudio, which. That'll be a fun match. I think I really want to see that now. I'm really quite excited. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. I didn't have... If you told me to name 10 people you want to challenge Claudio for the title, I wouldn't have picked Dustin, but then I can't think of anyone better in, in a lot of ways. So yeah, that'll be really fun. He, he made a really good point in his promo as well. He said that Claudio was like Dustin until he came to AEW. He'd never won a world title. And now Claudio has. Now Dustin wants to win a world title, so he wants to challenge Claudio for it, which was... Yeah, you know. You know, it would be nice to challenge Claudio next for the Ring of Honor title after Dustin. Who? Chris Hero. Oh, bring him back, yes. He said he's not done in wrestling. A ghost from his past. Love it. And then, then we get Kings of Wrestling. Speaking of the Kings of Wrestling, do you know who, do you know who was chatting to me on Twitter the other day about beer? Shane Hagadon. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Well, he, works, he works for AW as a content creator. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Big IPA guy, apparently. So it was Excalibur. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so next up then, Swerve and Our Glory defeats Private Party to retain the tag team titles. Super yeah. fun match. Yeah, I love... Back. I love how like the storyline of this was just Keith Lee trying to beal them everywhere. Yeah. And they're trying that, to block that, it. That pounce he did into the ropes onto Isaiah casting was horrible as well. Yeah. But yeah, super fun match. And a little bit of a face turn from Private Party at the end. They, they, they shake hands and they're looking maybe like a bit remorseful for their, their bastardry in the past. Yeah. So you love yeah. to see it. Uh, next up, Hook absolutely destroys Zach Clayton to retain the FTW Championship. Literally right, in I, like 30 I seconds. Was, I wasn't here last week. Who the fuck's Zach Clayton? He is... Oh, right. So this is going to pop, you know. So he is the fiancé of... Remember Jay Wow from Impact who was on Jersey Shore who fought Snooki. Cookie, sorry. She had a feud with Becky Bayless and Robbie A. Right. When they debuted. So basically, TNA, this was like 10, so 10 years ago, Jay, this girl called Jay Wow was on Jersey Shore. Now she's engaged to this Zach Clayton fella who's now a wrestler. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm so confused. So why is he in AEW? He's just been wrestling on Dark and that. Um, and now he's he's been fed to Hook, basically. Which is, is he fine. all elite? No, he's not signed officially or anything like that, no. Uh, next up, Buddy Matthews. Speaking of getting people get destroyed, he, Buddy Matthews just erases the Pentacle from existence. <laughs> oh God, I I saw this. I was like, okay, Buddy's out to do a murder, and I saw Sepentico go, okay, Buddy's out to do a fucking murder. <laughs> and speaking of murder, post match, Miro comes out and kicks Matthews so hard he wakes up thinking he's back in Australia. He kicked Matthews so hard, Western Blake came back to fucking AEW. Yet <laughs> he, he thinks brought, that a tag team he kicked him so hard he brought back Blake and Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nero on a murder crusade like the best thing. Yeah. So do we think we've said this a few times now? Do we think on all out it's going to be Miro, Sting, and Darby versus the House of Black? Possibly, or just Miro versus uh, Malachi. I'd be fine with or Miro versus Brody. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. They're not teasing Malachi and Sting. Mm, there's there's okay. a thing there, isn't there? But. Plus, they could do that as like the kind of wild, like no holds barred match they have, like to kind of break up the air before the main event, can't they? Yeah, that could be like the, the sort of oh shit! It, it normally st- here's here's the here's the crazy match where Sting jumps off something just before Sting the main event. Jump off something really high. We get Brody King and Miro and like the mother of all horse fights. Um, Plus, I want to see Sting come out with like half black face paint. You know where he got misted? Yeah, well, he's done that, hasn't he? Yeah, I want it like I want it like really. I want like dripping like like just black goo like dripping down his face like on his face paint. I think that'd look really cool. I yeah, want it. I want. want I want like magic. Do, do you want Sting to like have the same thing going on with his where it's getting bigger and bigger on his face like in his malachite? Yeah, but uh, Miro overcame it. Same so we packed it just by being incorruptible. The power yeah. of Miro's hot wife redeemed him. Well, Miro just got angry that Julia Hart touched him, and he was like, "No one touches me but my wife." <laughs> Love that. Um, did you see? Um, Julia um, Lana on uh, CJ Perry on Twitter, like Julia Hart followed Miro on Twitter, and she commented saying like, "Oh, I see you following my husband. Like, keep your distance, basically." Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, next up, then Athena defeated Penelope Ford. Really fun match. Uh, Kip was in the background a lot. Athena actually reacted to him as well a few times. Yeah, Penelope. Uh, with Penelope came back on dark the week before. Yeah, and 
like kept going over by Kip. Kip Kip's imminent, isn't he? Yeah. I mean we've been saying this for like six months, but yes, finally, I think Kip Well, they're imminent. they're doing the stuff with him and Pac, I think. I can see probably on probably on the buy-in them doing Pac versus Kip. I can see I mean I can see a world where Kip takes the belt off Pac, maybe. Eventually. Someday. Maybe I eventually. Pac holds that for a long fucking time. <laughs> but yeah, until, until Pac doesn't want to be the fucking All Atlantic champion. Yeah. Pac's gonna uh, fun match though. Athena picks up the win, and she didn't hit the the O face. She won with something else. It was like a no, she did. No, it was it was like a power bomb or something. She won with it was it was a different different move. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was cool though. Um, Post match, uh, Stokely comes out with Jade. They've got a sledgehammer. Jade bashes up uh, Athena's wings. She comes out with like a little robot wings. Yeah. Well, tries to. Yeah, she hits, she hits a few times. Some bits come off. And then they beat up Athena. The baddies come in and, and beat up Athena and then Jade hits with the sledgehammer in the ring. So they're definitely going down this route for all out, aren't they? I think Athena takes it off Jade at all out. You reckon you double women's title changes all out? I think, I think so. Because I think Tony Storm's a more kind of like sympathetic baby face for Jade to do a murder on. They're so hot on Tony Storm as well. Like They're so big on her. Yeah. And I, I think Tony Storm's like better at being like the sort of underdog babyface, whereas Thunder Rose is like badass babyface. So it makes more sense for me for Tony to be Thunder Rosa and then a full gear up, Jay just absolutely like delete Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Tony. Fair. Uh, right then, main event, trailers match for the tournament. I only realized when, when they showed us the brackets here, I didn't realize the entire right side of the tournament is Rampage only, and the entire left side is Dynamite only. Oh, that's really cool. I so all, all the right side matches are going to be on Rampage, and all the left side matches are going to be on. I don't think they had it last week, but like there's a Rampage logo on the right and Dynamite logo on the left. It makes sense, though. Yeah, which I, that's a really cool way of doing it. So the, the final is going to be like the Rampage winner versus the Dynamite winner. Yeah, that's cool. Which is pretty right. sweet. Uh, so yeah, here we have the best fr- uh, the best friends defeat the Trustbusters uh, to advance. This popped the shit out of me for a number of reasons. This was <laughs> a very good match. I love, so I love, I love so much about this match. I love, um, I love this Slim J and Chuck Taylor are just both douchebags in different ways. Yeah, <laughs> and they play off each other so well. Um, I love that like. Uh, Parker Boudreaux is like massive sort of unknown quantity in the middle of the match just sort of running around he doesn't quite have the experience to be a real threat but he's just causing chaos everywhere he goes just he's, leveling people uh, he's got that Brock Lesnar bumping down though hasn't he yeah when he hit that like splash on in the corner and he like knocked himself out of the ring oh when he's man- yeah when he's flying over the side yeah and just body chuck <laughs> yeah um I'm part Parker Boudreaux is really exciting, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he really like, is. He feels like a really exciting prospect. And they've put him in a really good position now, because like, Arya Davari, not only is he a really good wrestler, he's a producer as well, so we can sort of guide him through his matches, sort of really help him out. He's working with talent like, you know, Chuck and Trent. Slim- Chuck, Chuck's got, like, Chuck and Trent trained Wheeler, you know, so if you want to <laughs> if you want to know how that's going along, then... Well, Chuck and Orange trained Wheeler. Yeah, Chuck and Orange, sorry, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's experienced hands all around him, which is really, really cool. Yeah, um... Yeah, and then obviously he's got like guys like Mark Henry, who's like just a fucking great man as a big man. Mark Henry, you got the big show in there as well. Yeah, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn's backstage. Really cool. Yeah, Dean Malenko still around. But Brian Danielson's been doing a lot of like mentoring of people as well, hasn't he? Yeah, 
So I think he's. I, I'm, I'm so excited to see what happens with him over the next sort of eighteen months. I think it's going to be fascinating. Uh, but this match was also fascinating. I fucking loved. It. I mean, this this was the perfect blend. Like Orange Cassidy has very quietly been having an incredible year in in the ring. He has, hasn't he? I, I like the fact that everyone kind of cried about Osprey versus Orange, and now like it's almost like Tony Khan's like I'm gonna. I'm gonna show that every, show everybody why. So, yeah, if you if you thought if you thought he was a joke when this match got announced, fuck it, I'm gonna make you believe in Orange Cassidy. Mm. I think off the back of Cassidy, I think there's a chance the best friends win this whole thing. I want the best friends to. It's the chance. It's the best chance you have to put a belt on Cassidy without derailing the main event scene. Mm. And Chuck Taylor deserves a belt. Yeah. We talked. We talked, didn't we? Didn't we talked. We talked about like when um, Jurassic Express got the tag titles. I said this. I think this could be the start of a couple of like thank you title reigns for like the the original mm-hmm. talent. And best friends are one of those groups who haven't had anything yet. They've been there from day one. And they're stupidly over. Yeah. Uh, and they and so the match finished phenomenal. So Danhausen curses Slim J on the outside. And Sunny Kiss. And Sunny Kiss. And then. Um, the way they did that was great. So Chuck and Trent throw Parker out, like into the crowd where Kip was. Yeah. Nearly then, killing like several people. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you see as well um, that when Parker threw the, uh, Chuck into the barricade and like that girl just got knocked into it? <laughs> yeah, she just went flying. <laughs> <laughs> she, she put up on Twitter, she was filming it on her phone. And she's like, this is the moment where Parker Boudreau nearly killed me. I love her. <laughs> Incredible, um, yeah. But like, he goes over, and then as Sonny goes to check on him, Dan Alzo just pops up. Yeah, and curses Slim J, and then we get the anthill for the finisher as well. Uh, uh, how, how much are you like as a Shikara fanboy losing your shit right there? Well, like on from, on a scale of North to King of Trios, we're about a six now, which is. <laughs> I, I we've got we've got the we've got the dark order doing Ragnarok. We've got best friends doing the Antil. I think I just want I want the Ragnarok. I want the best friends to get to the final because so they can all come out dressed the colony in the final match. Yes, yes, please. No one um, know what the fuck's going on. Excalibur's head will just explode from him to explain it to people. Excalibur but, <laughs> have like a nosebleed. He'll be doing uh, bigger. He'll be doing bigger bumps than the Triple A commentators to try and keep up. <laughs> Tony will just come out with a big sack for Excalibur. <laughs> Need to explain this in 60 seconds. Go! Need to explain 12 years of Jakara in 15 seconds, mate. Off you go. Whilst also introducing Orange Cassidy. And whilst Taz sings along to um, Jefferson Starship. Yeah. JR lo- loses his shit every time. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, so it's, got, it's obviously best friends go forward. Uh, they might they are now officially my pick for the tournament. I'm putting it all on orange. I'd quite like. I'm betting against Kenny, mate. That's how confident I am. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's gonna happen, mate. Uh, I'd, 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 I'd really want best friends to win or dark order. I think the final's gonna be dark order versus. The nah, best best friends can be dark order next week, mate. You'll be you'll, you'll get to do a sad. <laughs> Unless yeah. Tursas comes out and Dark Order become the new BDK, and August August spontaneously combust at that point. What, so what? What if Evil Uno secretly Tursas? What if he was always Tursas? And what if yeah. they find Aries, wherever the fuck he was? Um, yeah. Anyway, that's AEW. It was breathlessly good as always. 
as yes. you can tell. Uh, we'll have another quick break before we come back to some rest of the world stuff. If you're on Jacks, you can have some Union and some Courtney Barnett. Some, some weird ones there, but you'll enjoy them, trust me. Uh, and we'll be back in two seconds for some rest of the world news. Okay, we're back. A few little bits of news here. Um, so we'll bla- we'll blaze with these real quick. We're running out. We're desperately running out of time. We'll I'll re- recap Wrestle Island. I'm sure, I went through that over the weekend really quickly, and then we'll very quickly to finish off. We'll break down the G1 as well. Nice. Sound all right? Okay. So first up, first rest of the news world story. PW Insider have reported that Tanel Dashwood is no longer with Impact Wrestling. Uh, this is interesting because surely you've got to be thinking about a WWE return at this point. Well, she's um, a part as Madcap Moss. Yeah, uh, very re- a very recent partner is Madcap Moss. Yeah, when she said that she was uh, a free agent, he put like a couple of googly eye things, yeah. um, and in reply, so who knows? Uh, Josh Alexander versus Eddie Edwards has been announced as the main event for Bound for Glory this year. Josh Alexander doing a murder on Eddie Edwards, then yeah, please. Yeah. I mean, I still love the fact that Eddie Edwards' finisher is called a Boston knee party, and he just knees you really hard in the face. Yeah, it's mad that Eddie Edwards has gone from being like really good technical wrestler to like fucking hardcore, like Tommy Dream. He's <laughs> just Sandman now, basically, isn't he? Yeah. Which <laughs> is mad. Uh, you, uh, you, you, see, you see all those American Wars matches from like 10 years ago, and it's like, oh, fuck, what happened to that? Oh, it's like the American Wars versus Motor, Sh- Motor City Machine Guns, and he just looked like he couldn't fucking. Like hang at that style anymore. He just like, looked, why, looks like, like, why, why is nobody bleeding? What's going on? He just looked lost. Davy Rich just looked angry as always. Davy Rich, all I can do like, is hit nine finishes. Like, come on, Eddie, you've got to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, a bit of Will Osprey news. So, as you you're going to tell us, Jay, Will Osprey lost something uh, very recently. He did. He lost his last night at time recording. So, with, this goes out on Tuesday, so Sunday night. He lost his um, Rev Pro Undisputed British title to Ricky Knight Jr., which was a, a shock. Um, he lost by um, taking a one-winged angel followed by a tombstone. That's not a, that's not foreshadowing, is it? Jesus. Well, um, just to put it in perspective, if Aussie Open win the and um, if United Empire win the round one trios tournament match, they will face Kenny in the books. Spoiler alert! Ain't happening. We're getting the elite first death triangle. They've been teasing us with that for fucking years. <laughs> uh, that's not the only thing Will Ospreay did. Well, he lost that. He also, apparently earlier this year, nearly lost his life, according to Will Ospreay. Uh, he revealed on social media that the kidney infection he suffered in May was so serious that he nearly died. It's insane to think that a month later he was like having that match with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, he was like on cool. death's door and then he was like, oh no, actually I'll just be a fucking hard bastard and wrestle. He, he was on death's door and then he went through the forbidden door. Death Door to Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door! Uh, right, very quick recap. I went to Wrestle Island on Sunday. It's a really cool show. They take place in Birkenhead in Rock Ferry. Uh, it's tenner on the door. It was ridiculous. Eight matches for £10 on a Sunday afternoon. Bring the kids. If you ever took something to do with the kids, it's the perfect show to take them to. It's family friendly. They have face painting. They have sweets. They have the bars really cheap. They have like kids' drinks behind the bar and everything. It's real, real nice. Um, all the wrestlers are like super good with the kids. They do meet and greets and everything. Like top, top, top people all the way through. Um, quick recap of the results. 
a tag team I've never seen before called East Mids Breakers won a four-way tag team match uh, to enter into a future tag team title tournament. Uh, all I can tell you about East Mids Breakers, they're both big Hossie boys, and one of them is one of them's nickname is the Dark Fruits Daddy. <laughs> and he has a picture of a can of Stronger Dark Fruits on the back of his jacket that he makes his entrance with, which is incredible. Uh, next up, we had Gina defeated Connor Klein in a Rock Ferry Riot match. So this is a match where Gina jumped off a basically Jeff Hardy style. He climbed a ladder up to the in the ledge of the church hall and jumped off onto like ten people. Jesus! And then about ninety seconds later, he set up a table in the middle of the ring, covered it in thumbtacks and Lego bricks, and then got put through it by falling off a ladder. Wow! Sounds, so yeah, what? Gina's for the kids. Gina's got a really cool look from what I've seen. Yeah, he's awesome. So he was he was someone else. He was RJ. And then he got corrupted by this evil pastor and now he wears a mask. So yeah. Uh, Charlie Brennan defeated Tommy Jackson in a gentleman's code match. This was a match where the only way to win was to have your opponent's corner man throw in the towel. Uh, again, for the, it's for the kids. Charlie Brennan won by repeatedly pilmanizing Tommy Jackson's ankle until the, his corner man um, that's a really That's a really cool stipulation. Yeah, it was, it was really good for I really him. like that. Um, Joe Kessler defeated Joey, defeated Joey Hayes and Joseph Connors in a Joe only triple threat match. That I bet that was fun. That was lovely. Uh, Joseph Connors, yeah. excellent live, really really good wrestler. Yeah, so is Joe Kessler, and so is Joey, and so is Joey Hayes. They, they were all and excellent. Jo- Joey Hayes is really fucking good. Um, Brian Aiden, yeah, next up, Brian Brian Adenson won a spin the wheel, make a deal eight man match. So there, there were there were a load of different people in this. Uh, the first three people that came in had to win after doing a crane kick, you know, like in Karate Kid, where you put your arms up and go, and then yeah. Uh, the next three people had to win after doing the top rope move, and the final two people had to win by doing dirty dancing before the pin. Brilliant, yeah. What, what um, was Adenson's? The crane kick, so he he, he literally just crane kicked uh, Polish Barry in the dick and then pinned him. Fantastic! That sounds like a really. <laughs> it was it was a riot. It was really good fun. Um, you had some really really fun guys in that. Uh, next up, RPD defeated Dan Evans. RPD continuing his ascent to the top of Northwest Wrestling. Yeah, pair of friends of the podcast there. Yeah, uh, RPD's great. He's having a great year. Dan Evans, obviously, um, tag team partner of our very good friend Scott Oakman. Yeah. One half of the Merseyside Mercedes. He, he was but, actually introduced as one half of the Merseyside Mercedes squad when they brought him out. So you'd love to see it. Yeah. Uh, Harley Hudson had an open challenge. She defeated Kaya to retain the women's championship. Uh, obviously, Harley Hudson, she wrestled on um, TNT Ignition last week um, in the dark match. She defeated uh, Lucia Lee, which was a great match, apparently. I uh, didn't see it because I didn't pay for the VIP, but apparently it was very good. Uh, and the main event, the big one. Lance Rivera defeated Hustle Malone to win the Wrestle Island Championship. Nice. Finally ground. So this match was so overbooked, it was hilarious. So first of all, there was a count out, and then the match got restarted. Then there was a DQ, and the match got restarted. Then there was a six-man run-in of guys running in one at a time and hitting a move on someone. And then eventually, after all that, Lance picked up the win. Yeah, really, really fun show. If you ever, if you're in the Northwest area, in the world especially, you need someone to hit the kids and there's a show on. Just take them. It was it's it's super cheap. It's really good family entertainment. I can't say enough lovely things about the show. The people who run it are fantastic. Everyone's really friendly there. The crowd are great. Yeah, just give 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 a check them out. It's, it's really worth it. Definitely need to get to a wrestling island show soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. You know, these come the next one. Make it be sound. It'll be boss. Um. Yeah. Right. We'll skip the next break because we need to talk more about the G one. Um. So we'll, we'll plow straight through. 
and we'll, we won't have our final break. Uh, we're going to talk about the G1 because it's concluded. The finals are over. Um, it, it teased, it teased so much, and then sort of fell back into its old habits a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where it made a lot of sense who won. Yeah, it, it made a hell of a lot of sense in long-term storylines. Yes, but you always think like this is a chance to sort of flip the script a little bit, don't you? Yeah, like, tournaments, tournaments give you a legitimate reason for something a bit crazy to happen. I I think ju- just because they just changed the champion, like it, it was a we- it was weird timing because they just like Akada lost the belt of Dominion. It was already kind of like, well, we've, we're not going to lose. Jay right, White's but, not going to lose but, the belt. Before That's we forget, we're, we're very critical with the, the results. So, uh, yes. Block A was won by Akada. Block B was won by Tamatonga. Block C was won by Naito, and Block D was won by Will Osprey. So in the semi-finals, Okada beat Tamatonga, Will Ospreay beat Naito, setting up Okada versus Osprey in the main event. This went 35 minutes. Meltzer gave it 5.75 stars. Gosh. Apparently it was incredible. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm not. I'm going to check it out. Osprey um, kicks out of a Rainmaker. Just one. Just one. He doesn't kick out of a second one, though. <laughs> That's how he gets him. That sounds kind of like the match they had at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, um, I'm just a bit disappointed. Like my when Sarah told me because Sarah watched it when she told me the results, my first thought was, so what? They basically used the entire G1 as a way to just do a rematch of Akada versus Jay White, which was the title match that they just had. Yeah, and also Akada won it last year. Yeah, as well. But it's one of those things. Like, I mean, best of the Super Juniors was a bit, <clears throat> a bit less inspired for me because. They literally have had Takahashi win it the last three years. Um, they, they love a repeat winner, don't they? They absolutely love a repeat winner. Yeah, they had them do the three-peat. Um, I'm pretty sure the final was in Versal Desperado as well, where it was just like, oh, well. You can just imagine, like, can just imagine a card, can't you, like, coming home and his wife's like, oh, you know, she just had the baby. I'm so glad that, you know, you said you'd take a bit of time off and we can, you know, have potentially together. And he's like, oh, really sorry, love, I just won the G1. I'm back on the road. <laughs> He's only taken one tour off as well. That's like <laughs> he's literally like he's he's back at, he's back in like the end of September, I think. I imagine he like raises his hands there and just wherever his money just falls down. He's like, "There's some money there, just hire some hire a nanny to help out." There you go. Well, it is is their wife's like quite a famous either singer or actress in Japan as well. Oh, fair. So they're probably they're probably both going to be going like back to the careers relatively power couple like soon. Yeah, they they literally are like Japanese powerful. <laughs> well, fair play, like the, like the Japanese like posh and becks, except they're both like nice people. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's one of those things as well where um, obviously Akada isn't gonna have to defend, have to get his isn't gonna get his title shot until Wrestle Kingdom, which is the fourth of January. Yeah, um, I mean, interesting in all this as well because we've got a long way to go. Jonah is running around now telling people that he beat Akada. So yeah, that's that what they usually do. Um like they did they did it last year, um, funnily enough, where so there's there was kind of a bit of long term story that telling you where Tamatonga beat a car was the only person to beat a car in the G one last year. And then at King of Pro Wrestling, Tamatonga faced a card for the for the briefcase. Um so 
that it was cool that Okada beat Tamatonga in the semi-final so that like to kind of like overcome them. To kind of close yeah. that off, yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and yeah, obviously no- normally whoever beats because it's usually only one person that beats the G one winner. Yeah, and, and it and it was just Jonah this year as well. Yeah. So they'll they'll do a rematch where it's Jonah versus Akada for the briefcase. Who knows? Jonah might be who knows? I mean, I, 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 I can't wait to see that, to be fair, because their match was phenomenal. Jay White um, beat um, beat uh, Kota Ibushi when he won the briefcase. Yeah. So it has so happened. There is, there is not, precedent there. It's not out the realm of possibility. Um, right, okay. Jonah Jay White would be a compelling match as well. Yeah, that'd be excellent. Uh, right then, I think we're going to have to wrap it up there. Um so yeah, the G one G one kind of ended on a bit of a weird note, but it was a fantastic tournament. Like the, the match quality across the board, for the most part, was super super high. It was really really good, uh, from what I saw of it. Uh, yeah, it's been a bumper week in wrestling, hasn't it? We'll be back next week. Um, we'll, we'll have an AEW title match to talk about. It just never ends, does it? It never ends. I know it's it, it's very <laughs> very fast paced. Uh, right, uh, if you're on Jacks, we're going to play you out with a bit of Acid Mammoth, which are a, they're a Greek Doom metal band, like a sludge metal band. They're, they're, imagine yeah. Black Sabbath with Greek. They're fucking awesome. Um, enjoy a bit of that. And yeah, we'll see you all next week. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Enjoy your wrestling. And we'll see you all super, super soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House. Here.